Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, I'm a big believer that half what happens in life, what you get ahead with, what you don't get ahead with happens in your head. Cold attitude. I get so many of you guys calling in asking, how do I change my attitude? How do I get more positive? How do I keep myself up when I'm feeling down? That kind of stuff. And let me tell you, that's a battle all of us share. So we're talking to a whole wide range of people, all with issues on attitude. Listen in. I think you're going to learn a lot. Hello, Barbara. My name is Samantha, and I'm calling from Yakima, which is a town in central Washington state. And I just would like to hear more from you about how to change your attitudes about yourself when you have had learning disabilities and bullying and other things such as you have experienced and how you get your mindset into the determined person that you are today and get that attitude of, you know, this is a challenge rather than, you know, don't tell me I can't do it because that's very hard to handle and I just can't hear enough of it from you. I really learned from you with that. Thank you very much and have a good day. Bye-bye. You know, Samantha, I'm listening to your words and I get what you're asking, but more than that, I'm hearing the pain between the words. Ooh, this is a tough one for you. And it's been hanging on your neck a long, long time. But I'm going to answer and I think I'm a good person to come to because I can tell you I had the same battle myself. So listen to what I'm going to say. So you want to have a new attitude like, so when you hear something you don't like or you feel diminished, you feel like, hey, that's not me. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to be a new person now. I'm not going to let that get to me. Well, let me tell you, you're asking a lot of yourself. And the reason I say that is because attitude is the hardest thing in the world to change. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of swings at the ball, a lot of mishits. And finally, little by little by little, you could change your attitude. Let me suggest that you listen to the tape in your head next time you feel insulted. I can address this very much because I know I used to have a terrible tape in my head growing up from the time I was probably 11 to maybe 30. Here's what my tape did when people insulted me. Like, oh man, I shouldn't have come. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Oh, he's so much smarter than me. Oh, she's better as you got. She's prettier than me. I All of it was this tape in my head putting myself down. Let me tell you, I worked like crazy my whole life to replace that tape one line at a time. And that's what you've got to do. You might be 40, you might be 50, but it's not too late to change it. Just every time you start hitting on yourself mentally, not what the other guy says to you or the way the lady just insulted you with her actions, but the way you feel about yourself and what you're saying to yourself, stop it. Just say, stop it. And then put some phony baloney thing in place for you. Like, you're amazing. You're just terrific. You're wonderful. Now, I know that sounds stupid, but I did this and I can tell you it works. Little by little, you'll start to fall for your own bullshit. And that's what's important here. That's where attitude starts to change. But be patient with yourself. 
You're not going to change it overnight. Don't overexpect. Give yourself about six months and then do a check and actually say, am I getting better? And I think you'll find you are. Hi, Barbara. I mean, Mrs. Corcoran. My name is Alan. I'm calling from San Diego, California. And the question I have is, I'm a force to be reckoned with. But a lot of the times, I do feel like a burden to people and sometimes society. And I'm just wondering, I normally catch myself sabotaging myself. Who knows why, but I'm definitely a lot of self-sabotaging. And I'm wondering, have you ever caught yourself going down that road of just thinking negative thoughts and feeling, you know, terrible? How do you sort of get out of it? How do you start learning to kind of believe in yourself, even though you know yourself is wonderful, you know, letting go and, and accepting that regardless? Let me know. Again, thank you very much for everything. Yeah, Miss Corcoran, you're wonderful. Keep up all the good work. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Alan, I love your energy. And not just because you're kissing my butt and complimenting me every which way. I hope you're in sales. You're really intended to be there. Listen, you say you're a force to be reckoned with. I don't doubt that for a moment. But you also say in the next breath, you sabotage yourself. You don't know why. I would suggest that you look at what happened years and years ago with your parents or your schooling or your friends or something, but you were sabotaged very young and all this thing is is old habit rearing its ugly face all the time just when you're flying and feeling good about yourself and thinking things are going well and you're moving ahead, something from the past comes back and bites you in the ass. You gotta get rid of it. Now, I could suggest you go to therapy or just be hyper-conscious yourself of what it is that's undermining yourself in situations when you're starting to do well. You got to get rid of it. It's in your way. I know, and I can speak to it, because I had the same stupid stuff that got in my way, even though I was enormously optimistic, high energy, a very positive human being, proud of who I was. I could have made a laundry list even when I was young as how great I was, and I suspect you can too. But yet, in my early 20s, late 20s, I would sabotage myself when things were going too well. And you know what I realized that was? It was just familiarity. I just wanted to, again, be a loser like I was in school when I couldn't read or write and everybody picked on me and blah, blah, blah. And it felt comfortable like an old track that I fell into. Get rid of it. Replace it with a new track, a new frame of mind that says, yes, you are a force to be reckoned with. And here's what I'm dealing out today and move over for me, baby, because here I come. You gotta face your old demons so that you can move forward. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. My friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, Barbara. It's Sydney from Minnetonka, Minnesota. How are you? My question is, I notice in every post that you have, no matter who you're with, no matter what age they are, they can be teeny boppers all the way up. You always steal the spotlight. You look amazing. You have a megawatt smile, and you're always just ready for it. So I'm just wondering, how do you pull that off? And how do you pull it off when you are having a less than lovely day? Like, how do you stay like that? So that's my question for you. I'm super inspired by that and love you and all your other stuff too, not just your image. All right, thanks. Bye. 
Sydney, it's so nice of you to call with that question because I don't get all those nice compliments every day. And I just want to sit here aglow and just feel really good about how wonderful I am. But I think I'm going to come clean instead. I'm going to address each of them in the order in which you put them out there. How do I keep so happy no matter what my age, which is 70, and always steal the spotlight? Let me talk about the spotlight first. It's by design. I'm one of 10 kids and I never got enough attention, so I'm making up for lost time. I'm still hoping my mother and father will give me more attention than the rest of the kids in my family, and they don't, and they won't because they've passed away now. But still, I'm looking for attention. It's a need. It's not even a healthy need. That's how I steal the spotlight. You say I look amazing and have a mega white smile. That's because I get Colgate, 80% highest power bleach to bleach out my teeth. I do it probably twice a month. That's how I get my megawatt smile. That's kind of cheating my way, but that's the truth. And I'm always ready for it. You know why? Because I get bored easily. So I want to see what's around the corner. So I'm always ready for a game of anything new because I get bored easy. A little bit of ADD somewhere deep inside. And that's how I pull it off. And when I'm having less than a lovely day, I pretend that I'm having a better day. That's what I do. And I'm unwilling to share a bad day with anybody around me. So if my day's not going well, I just decide that's my problem. And I wouldn't dare, dare share it with anyone else. And let me, by the way, P.S. mention, you think I look good all the time? That's because I have someone who dresses me, colors my hair, helps me work out to stay skinny, <laughs> and make sure I am buttoned up all the time. It's off my plate. I pay somebody to do that. So stop comparing yourself. The worst thing in the world. I have all this help all these needs that get answered in the work that I do. And they're not such a pretty picture if you really think about it. So maybe think about how terrific you are without all this nonsense that I have going on. And I bet you're looking and feeling and being pretty good. Hi, Barbara. It's Patty from Pennsylvania. And I'm up for a job position against another woman who has better colleges and better credentials, but we're both equally qualified for the job. But I think I'm just a little bit physically more attractive. My question is, is it ethical to use your looks to help get further in your job? Thanks, Barbara. Let me know. Love you. This is a, a very funny way of posing the question, Patty, isn't it? Is it ethical to use your looks to get further ahead in your job? If you're attractive, I'm sure your good looks have already helped you get better ahead in your job at the grocery store in the line with a smile, getting better service at the local restaurant. Of course it makes a difference. Is it illegal? Of course not. I think you know that. But is it the right thing to do? Of course, of course, of course, of course. That seems to be my word today, of course. But that's because you should use what you've got. If you've got any asset, use it. If you're competing with the other woman at work who has a better education than you have, trust me, she'll use that to try to get the position you want. So if your asset is that you're better looking, you smile better, you win people over with your looks, use it. Make sure you have your Sunday smile on when you go in for that job. Yes, you got to use anything you have and enhance it as best you can so it's your single best asset. It's like shining it, shining it for the job interview. That's what you should do. And then trust that you'll probably win because honestly, most people will hire good looks over education any day of the week. Hi, Barbara. This is Stephanie. Just had a question on how you deal 
with men that reject you in a boys club way and how you would overcome that obstacle. I know it doesn't happen as much as an entrepreneur, but it does happen so often. So how do you deal with men that just brush you off? What is your best comeback in a business setting? Stephanie, despite what you might hear and read, it's still mostly a man's world out there when it comes to business. And if you think by being an entrepreneur, you get less of it, it's just not true. I could remember very much feeling like the lone female in a man's owned brokerage world when I first went into real estate. But I also ran into the old boys network when I pitched for new development sites because the whole business was run by very powerful men and they didn't take me seriously. Assume that's a given. It's part of the air that you breathe. So the real question is, what do you have control of? You can't control who you're going to run into and make them women. No, you can't control their attitude. It ain't going to change or it's not going to change in probably their lifetime. No. So the only thing you can grab hold of and change for yourself is your own response to it. You don't even sound to me like the type of woman who's having that hard time with it. But if it starts to bother you, may I suggest what I always do? Dismiss it. Just ignore it. Assume that they have too low an IQ to really see you for who you are. Number two, outwork them. Most women will outwork men two to one in any circumstance. Three, use your charm. Men are more easily swayed than women are, has been my experience in the business world. So flatter them. Tell them they look handsome. Tell them they're brilliant and credit them with your idea. That'll get them on your side. And then most importantly, follow through better than the guys ever do. Women follow through. They're more specific. They're better with detail. They make sure they have everything covered. They're more thorough workers. So follow through with the thoroughness that's your God-given talent. And then lastly, just keep showing up. Keep showing up. It's irresistible when somebody keeps showing up for something that you wanted to dismiss them on. Are they here again? Eventually, people roll over, including the men. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.